you're passionate about transforming retail operations and improving performance, plus you're accountable for key change projects and programs in your company, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Retail Transformation Show with me, Oliver Banks. Welcome to episode 13. Unlucky for some, they say, but I've got a feeling today's show is going to be a goodie. Hi, I'm Oliver Banks, the host of the Retail Transformation Show, and I thank you for joining me today. Now, this show, episode 13, is a follow-on from last week. It's a part two. So if you've not heard episode 12, no worries for right now. You can listen to it later. Essentially, I'm asking a variety of experts in and around retail a very simple question. What's exciting you about the future of retail here in 2019? But before we get into the meat today, if we're not connected on LinkedIn, we really should be. Please do look me up, just search Oliver Banks and message me to let me know that you listen to the show and I look forward to chatting with you over on LinkedIn. So in today's episode, I've got three people who have great minds, really fantastic, brilliant minds. They get it, if you know what I mean. But more importantly, they also get what's coming around the corner and how best to react. So take a listen at what is exciting them in retail in 2019. First up, I'm keen to introduce you to Jennifer Fruhoff. Now, Jennifer is a commercially focused customer director and she loves to help consumer-facing companies to innovate and grow and leverage technology to deliver value for customers and, of course, revenue for the company. She's experienced and passionate both about retail and tech and where they merge, and she loves leading programs, blending omnichannel strategy, customer experience, and, of course, digital transformation. Now, Jennifer brings a fantastic customer perspective to the table. And she has a great ability to think like your customers and work out how to put them at the centre of your brand and your business. Here's Jennifer. My name is Jennifer Fruhoff, and I'm a customer engagement and experience consultant based in London. So what do I find most exciting for 2019? Well, I guess it requires a bit of a look back. Over the last several years, we've seen these so-called online peer plays increasingly engaging with competing against traditional retailers, certainly disrupting traditional retailers' businesses by having completely different business models, completely different ways of thinking about retailing and and the customer. And what's been interesting over the last few years in particular for me is that those two worlds that we've talked about as being quite separate, online and offline, are blurring a lot more than what we've seen in the past. And not only are those two types of entities trying to rival each other and competing, but we're seeing this real crossover between digital and physical worlds. So there's this blurring of the lines. It's not so easy to separate them out anymore. And it's certainly not so easy to talk about the players as being that distinct because they're both merging into the same kind of space, albeit from very different standpoints. So what I'm most excited to see in 2019 is how that continues to play out. I think when you look at the kind of turbulence and change that we've seen in the sector, especially over the last couple of years, that is continuing into 2019, even though I believe that will continue, I think that that gives rise to the opportunity for innovation. 
So I'm really excited to see what traditional retailers will do to evolve their businesses. I know that many of them are going to continue to struggle, but for those that manage to get past the struggle, um, I'm excited to see where they go and what decisions they make to try to innovate and do things a little bit differently and maybe borrow a little bit from the digital player's playbook. And on the other side of that, I'm really excited to see what some of the online players continue to do in the retail space, whether that those are permanent locations that new ones open up or that they expand on whether those are pop-up locations or really what they do to innovate around the store concept and the store experience in a very different way from what we've seen so far. So I think uh, I think 2019 brings a lot of, of interesting things in that respect, and I'll be looking to see how it plays out. One of the key takeaways from Jennifer, certainly for me, is to see how the two main retail channels online and bricks and mortar stores will merge together this year. How classic retailers will learn from and adapt based on the disruption to the bricks and mortar segment, but also how the pure play e-commerce stores will themselves innovate and drive change into the retail marketplace. So the best way of getting in touch with Jennifer is through LinkedIn. Look her up, Jennifer Fruhoff, that's F-R-U-E-H-A-U-F. And by the way, I'm going to put all of the contact information for our guests today over on the website at obandco.uk slash 13. That's obandco.uk slash 13, the number 1313. Head over there and get in touch with all of the special guests today. Our next guest on the Retail Transformation Show is Dan Adler. Now, Dan is a supply chain expert bringing years of managing and improving supply chains together with his keen focus of technology and how best to harness it in existing businesses. Now, I'm extremely excited to introduce you to Dan. He's perhaps one of the most innovative chaps that I know, and his finger seems to be continually on the pulse of what's coming in the future. So sit up and take note. Here's Dan. Hi. I'm Dan Adler, and I act as an independent advisor to companies looking to enhance their end-to-end supply chains with technology. So what excites in retail? I think for me at the moment, it's the complexity and and the tools being deployed to enable and support that complexity. I mean, what we're seeing at the moment is variety in delivery models, think click and collect or delivery drones, Uber, for example. We're seeing variety in, in products. Market changes, moves to convenience, just-in-time deliveries, and consumer expectations are changing. Look at the, the focus on traceability in the supply chain. And then further complexity with payment models, the cashless economy, blockchain for transaction tracking, for example. And that's leading to you know, the usual suspects, flexibility, choice, but also some superb opportunities, greater engagement with customers, social trend setting, think vegan plastics, phenomenal growth for startups and greater products or, or brand loyalty. And for me, what's really exciting in retail is, is where technology is really taking the lead on this and supporting it. If we think of the mobile internet, smart technologies like Ring or If This Then That, and self-driving uh, capabilities, but also in more mundane back office pieces of uh, capability. Process automation that seamlessly links different systems, whether new systems or age-old systems. 
we can see startups to compete with the giants. Um, the startups can very quickly identify a niche, exploit it, and then use technologies, both historic, you know, think of warehouse management systems, through to some of the cutting edge, like uh, robotic process automation, When whether that's a simple process, A to B to C, or more cognitive, where it starts using natural language to interact from a customer service perspective. And so from almost nothing, these startups can accelerate very quickly. But what I'm finding really interesting also is the ability for the retail giants to replicate that, to act like startups and by using similar technology. So where, where they have had systems or processes in place that have historically done really well for the last 5, 10, 20 odd years, they are now looking at uh, reimagining their supply chains and, and their processes and using both incumbent systems but also new technologies coming into the market to um, act as startups to improve their flexibility and to engage more effectively with their shoppers and with customers. And the results can be game-changing from procurement through the supply chain to the store and, and to shoppers and consumers. I've been working with a number of blue chips to advise and design how and where these kind of technologies um, can be blended together. And it's very much not a case of take out an incumbent system and replace with something new. It's much more about how can you use what you've already got, which people are comfortable with and people know work, and actually start to blend these different technologies and processes and always with an eye on, on the people focus as well, but blending all of these together to deliver something that is fast, flexible, and highly effective at delivering cost targets, growth targets, and revenue targets. I think it's a really exciting time for retail and I'm really looking forward to the year ahead. For me, one of the most interesting things from Dan just then was how big companies are starting to act like startups, working in a flexible and fast way, blending together different technologies and systems, both new and old. So if you'd like to think more like a startup and begin to step up how your systems can unlock benefits, you should get in touch with Dan by email at dan.adler, that's A-D-L-E-R, dan.adler at i-replen.com. Or you can find him on LinkedIn. And just before we get to our third special guest today, I've got a question for you. Who do you know that would like to listen to some of the insight, the ideas and the inspiration that we cover together? on the show. Please, can you do me a favour? Just let them know that they'd really enjoy and value listening to this podcast. They can listen on their favourite podcast app, or if they're not sure how, they can listen live on the website obandco.uk slash 13. Thank you. Finally, I'm introducing you to Paul Jossin. Now, Paul believes that organisations have a critical player missing from the table as they undergo transformation. And that player is learning and development, L&D. And their new role is to build adaptable, connected organizations that learn and shift faster than their competition. 
Now, Paul helps these L&D teams and business leaders to develop and embed continuous learning strategies to improve adaptability, alignment and performance. Now, I've got to know Paul a lot better over the last year. And I have to say, it's always brilliant to catch up with him. He's one of those people that just inspires you to think differently and to challenge the norm. So take a listen to what he's got to say. Hi, my name is Paul Jocelyn. I run a business working with business leaders, HR teams and learning and development teams to really help them to understand the role of learning in the organisation. And the big thing that I'm excited about in 2019 is starting to see some real interesting shifts in what we mean by learning and development. So I think it's fair to say historically, it's been a very industrial approach and mindset to what it is we want from our learning and training teams. I think we've seen the value in businesses very much through scaling efficiency, scaling compliance. And so learning has been seen as a way of taking what we know, process and tools, and ensuring that we drive that understanding and output through as many people as possible. So I think if we look at our measures for learning and training historically, very much around completion of courses, very much around consumption of resources and information, and have we got a set of employees that are equipped with the level of understanding we need to comply and deliver and execute. I think what we're seeing in leaders, which is fascinating and exciting, is really that expectation that compliance isn't going to be the answer going forward. And what we need is the ability to foster adaptability, to create conditions where learning fast and taking the best of what we know and scaling it across an organization is really the key and is something that drives value and differentiation. So thinking about the role of L&D, rather than sitting in business support to deliver and execute on a, on a fixed program of learning and training, but moving their role to leading the expectations for learning, defining what we mean by continuous learning, coaching managers and leaders on the role that they can play to role model that. Thinking about how we encourage uh, individuals and leaders to look across the organisation but outside. How we really think of learning as absolutely at the forefront of change. And how do we create social structures in our organisations? How do we break silos? How do we encourage that level of dialogue and network building and sense making? that really ensures we're set up for success, regardless of what happens outside, regardless of those external factors. And as I reflect on the challenge for retailers, I think there's some really interesting and quite specific opportunities there. So the idea that we've got learning and an expectation for learning in a more dynamic way, we've got best and emerging practice being harvested right at the shelf edge, right at the point of sale, right at that checkout conversation. Historically, retail, of course, has been very much a kind of hierarchy piece, set processes, fixed routines. The expectation of training is absolutely in that area of let's scale compliance. Of course, we want to keep that. Of course, there are restrictions and due process, and we'll never want to move away from that level of consistency and those standards. 
but the idea in a continuous learning environment where we've got an opportunity for that groundswell for that to be much more dynamic from the bottom up rather than just top down i think is perfectly placed for retailers looking forward so i see that shift very slowly starting to come I see L&D, as we still call it today, moving out of that business support space as a partner in change, as a partner in leadership. And that's definitely something that interests and excites me for 2019. And I'm really interested to see and obviously to support the organisations that are grabbing that as an opportunity to really shift their business this year. I think Paul's got some brilliant insight here when it comes to looking at learning, not as a tick box exercise as it, let's be honest, it so commonly is, but something more to drive change, to knock down those silo walls, to drive transformation. So is it time for L&D to take a bigger role in the strategic future of the business? And how should you best enable that? Well, ultimately, that's up to you. But if you're interested in either developing a continuous learning culture or if you just want to get in touch with Paul, you can contact him on email. His address is paul at jocelynconsultinglimited.co.uk. And if you're looking for the spelling, head over to obnco.uk slash 13. But he's also very active on Twitter, where you can find him at Paul Jocelyn. That's P-A-U-L-J-O-C-E-L-Y-N. Now, if we're not connected on LinkedIn, then as I said earlier, we really should be. Please do reach out and make contact and either personalise the invitation or send me a message to let me know that you're listening. It would be brilliant to hear from you. Now, you can get all of the details for Jennifer, for Dan and for Paul over at obandco.uk slash 13, the number 13. And if you've enjoyed today's show, remember to subscribe and tell a colleague or a friend that would also love to join us on our weekly show to get the insight, ideas and inspiration they need to transform their retail business. Now we're going to wrap up another episode of the Retail Transformation Show there. So until the next time, my friends, have a great week and goodbye. Goodbye.